You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is the other host of this show, the Deathmatch Daddy, the the uh, sorry, the Deathmatch the Deathmatch Step Daddy, the <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Still, obviously, on. obviously, you can't be the Deathmatch Daddy. That title's already taken. Yeah, but you know, I'll take Step Daddy. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, so, Zach, you are the Deathmatch Stepdaddy today because we are uh, doing a little bit of a special episode today, and we are uh, doing our review of Tournament of Survival 666. Uh, we attended the show live. It was awesome, and we wanted to bring this review to you ASAP. Uh, this show was on, what, Saturday? And uh, it's now yes. Wednesday? It was on yeah. Saturday. Uh, so yeah, we are here to bring you a, a review of Tournament Survival Six Six Six. Uh, we had some awesome matchups. I think the the first round the we had the first round matchups announced, but we did obviously didn't know the rest because that's how tournaments work. Yeah. Uh, so the matches everybody knew about going in were Effie versus G Raver, uh, Co- uh, Atticus Koger versus one called Manders, uh, Orin Vite versus Nolan Edward and Alex Cologne. Going for the three P against Bam Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Zach, all in all, what did you think of uh TOS? Thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. It was really fucking cool. Uh uh Death matches are just an insane thing, huh? Yeah. They are they are a breed of their own type of wrestling. Yeah, I think I think this uh tournament of survival is what like everyone has always said like Oh, deathmatch is an art form. Deathmatch is art, and like, uh, I think this TOS when I watched it, so lit, like for the first time, I felt the same way. You know, I like saw these guys doing this shit live for like six matches in a row or something with some breakup in between. But like, watching a bunch of deathmatches in one night kind of made me realize what everyone means when they say deathmatch is art. Mm-hmm. Very bloody, violent graphic art. But art Very bloody, violent graphic art. Art that uses people's bodies on that puts people's bodies as on the line as they can be, and uses legitimate blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, <laughs> like, and that's not that's not just like a figure speech anymore, right? In yeah. death, it's literal <laughs> blood, literal sweat, and sometimes literal tears. Definitely, when they get into the back, probably, and it, everything hurts. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, the matchups. Let's get into our review of the matchups. We got Effie versus G Raver off the top here. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I thought this was a really, really good opener for this tournament. I it agree. Was I agree. Fun. It had some creative spots to it. It was a nice way to get the crowd hot. Even though the crowd was already molten hot, but it was a nice way to like oh, yeah. ease the everyone into the deathmatch before we got to the much more extreme spots that we would see later on in the night. Yeah, it is to be said that me and Zach did show up late because of traffic issues and parking issues, uh, and cursed elevator issues, but... Oh my god, literally thought we were going to never uh, get out of that elevator. Yeah, but we, we showed up a little bit late, uh, and we missed, like, I think we missed basically all of this match, we call yeah, it the end, we, we, we call it the, ta- the in, very tail end of this. Yeah, we came in literally at the very end, and I, I, I'll say when we came in, because I remember, because re- we watched on the, uh, the TV screen what was happening because everyone was standing, so we couldn't see this spot. Mm-hmm. when it happened yeah but we did go back and watch it on fight later so we could give you guys the best review possible yeah so uh let's let's talk about this match um there has been there was some very fun spots in this match like you said it was a great opener i think opening with effie was smart yes um i think opening with effie is smart because i think out of this tournament effie was the ultimate underdog going into this right yes uh because all these people have are like known for death matches. Effie is not that much known for death matches. Yes, Effie has done some death matches, like his match at Take Care with Koger, mm-hmm. but is not known for it. Effie's also really easy to like and get like behind, and the crowd exactly. really wanted Effie to win this match. Exactly, Effie knows how to fire up a crowd, and I think leading with I think leading with the Effie match, with the Effie G Raver match, was brilliant on GCW's part. Mm-hmm. Um, this match delivered as well. I think Effie, Effie put on a great show. G Raver put on a great show. Um, and there was some there was some fun spots. I think we need to talk about. Right. Uh, I yeah. Go ahead. You go. Which I, you go first. What, what was your first? What was the first spot you oh, stood out to you the most? The first spot that stood out to me the most was when Effie wrapped his spiked leather jacket around <laughs> G Raver's head, and yeah. then just like did his like thing where he like just humps his head in the corner. <laughs> he just does like the hip thrusts right yep. into his face, mm-hmm. but he had the spike jacket on his head, so that was funny. Oh man, I think after that he hit his uh, his over the rainbow on or under the rainbow on yeah. Raver. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mine would probably be when uh, there was a point in this match where like so Effie came in wearing like his jacket and a romper, which is like just a jacket vest. It, it, it's like a it's a one piece. It's a one piece, but he only had it up to like his um up to his chest. And Raver at one point just started just continuously shoving light tubes down the thing and kicking just them or slamming them. them. Yeah. And I remember going like, "Oh my god, that's so <laughs> sucks so bad." And then there was a point where Effie started to bleed through the pure white romper, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And when he took that shit off, he was fucked. His back yeah. was ripped to shreds, and I yeah, loved it. Yeah, when that romper came off, you just saw how bad Effie's back was, and all of the glass just spilled out of it, and it was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Effie, you were taking bumps on all of that. Like, the thing about it is that, like, yeah, sure, you get the initial shock of, like, oh, that glass just broke in his romper, but then, like, that broken glass is now just, like, trapped in there, and every single bump Effie takes is now just on broken glass. Pretty much, yeah, until the romper gets taken off, at least. Yeah, and that's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, I think my next favorite spot, and th- this is partially because of the crowd, and partially just because of how both men did it, was a. Uh, it was after Effie got uh, hit by the Uranagi through the light, the uh, light tube the, door, because this was a fuckery yep. board match. 
a fuckery board match is a very good way to is a very good name for it. Uh, cause at one after this, uh, when he Raber didn't win, he like starts smashing Effie over the head with a broken door, and Effie just hulked up entirely, and the crowd yes. went fucking ballistic. The crowd then exploded. He, then he hit himself with a chair a few times, and Raber's just looking there like, what? Bakana, what the fuck? Is, what the like, fuck is going on? Mid thinking like Bakana, Effie just fucking brained him over the head with the chair, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was just he just did that. It was I yeah. loved it. Yeah, Effie, Effie, like, hulking himself up was awesome. Uh, the crowd, as you said, the crowd also just, like, loved it. Like, it, they went absolutely bonkers for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was sweet. Uh, then there was the blockbuster through the door with the tubes on it, through the board with the tubes on it, which was awesome from Effie. Surprisingly, uh, the, the door did not break, but the no. light tubes popped, so it, I actually didn't mind it. I was like, that actually works quite well. Yeah, the tubes broke, the door didn't break. GCW... <laughs> The only Listen, it was the only door that didn't break though. These do- some of these do- no, some of these doors tonight were sturdy. Uh, uh there was some during like a Koger match or something like oh, that that didn't break too. Yeah. Like later. Like these like GCW. GCW. Get, get some doors that break. <laughs> <laughs> Start like pre-cutting them or something. Like just mm-hmm. it's it sucks when the door doesn't break. Anyway. It does. Uh, uh, there's a really cool spot that I wanted to call out where Effie was going to powerbomb G-Raver, mm-hmm. but then G-Raver reversed it into a Meteora and put Effie through a steel chair. Oh, yeah, that was fucking rough looking. Mm-hmm. The- that was sweet. And then, of course, we we, we would be remiss uh, with talking about this match without mentioning the spot where Effie is laid out on the top rope, like a, like in the corner, and G-Raver goes under the ring and grabs a bag of salt and vinegar chips. From, I believe, Nick Gage said it was from Wawa, which Mikey and I had gone to twice earlier in that twice. day. Twice. <laughs> yeah, we got we went to Wawa twice that day. Uh, listen, also, quick commentary note. Nick Gage saying Wawa sucks and cheats is better is basically a heel turn in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I laughed at that. I was like, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I've never basically heard Basically a heel turn in my book. You've never heard of Sheets? Never heard of Sheets, surprisingly. Sheets is like Wawa, but in like bumfuck places <laughs> it's like it, it has it has basically all the same shit wawa has like it's it's just another like gas station it's like a royal farms or a quick check or it's like it's like another one of those stupid fucking gas station stores ah this would explain why look most all the locations are in pennsylvania or new york oh yeah so i'm basically uh, in the dead center of the location so i will never see one <laughs> yeah sheets is like like she sheets and wawa or like it's like the in it it's like in and out versus shake shack or it's like the the rivalry you know gotcha of gotcha. gas station food stores the sheets or wawa mm-hmm. and Anyhow. i will i will always be a wawa stand anyway yeah the salt so salt and vinegar chip spot g raver breaks out a bag of salt and vinegar chips he eats everyone some. everyone is like what the fuck is he doing with his bag of salt and vinegar chips he opens the bag, eats one, crushes up the rest, and then just pours the salt and vinegar chips all over Effie's back that is just full of cuts from that broken glass earlier. Which oh. was like which was like a weirdly brutal spot that I wasn't expecting because I was like, oh, oh no, that probably stinks so bad. Yeah, and then for insult to injury, fucking Raber's like, and I'll just do a, a senton off the top turnbuckle onto the guy on the top turnbuckle. It just all the chips went fucking flying. Yeah, that was I loved uh, it. bonkers. And the last spot for me that I thought was notable was when Effie got Raver on... <laughs> he got him on the uh, outside, and he set up... Because Raver set up a thumbtack fuckery board. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a door with a bunch of thumbtacks on it. And Effie went to go hit him with a running senton. And Raver rolled out of the way. So Effie basically just dive-bombed off the apron to the outside through this table. Threw it, yeah, just threw a table. Just Fucked his back up even more already at this point. He was a mess. Uh. And then I think after that, Raver then hit him with a Meteora to the chest from the top. And then he hit him against one again once more in the ring and picked up the win, advancing uh, from the round, right? Yes, that is exactly what happened, except there is one little spot in between that I want to say, and that is what Effie got back in the ring, and Raver was holding a light tube, and Effie speared Raver while he had the light tube on him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That yes. was very cool. But yes, everything everything else after that, exactly what you said. So G. Raver, moving on to the second round. G. Raver, moving on to the second round, and we'll see who his opponent is, uh, I think, in this next match, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the next match we have up here. Oh, what, got... you, what would you Sorry. give that match? Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> this is the whole point of the show. <laughs> uh, what am I giving that match? That first inaugural TOS 666 match. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a high meh. I think it was really good. A really solid opener. Definitely, like, was a great way to start the show. Uh, Effie killed it. Uh, G Raver killed it. Um, and I think it was a great way to get everybody hyped. I'm pretty much in the same boat. Uh, I'd give it the high meh. I was considering the markup, but I'm going to give it the high meh for now, considering the fact that there are some matches on this show that went above and beyond and mm-hmm. definitely hit the mark out range. So, uh, but yeah, it was a really good opener. I was, I did not, I was, uh, I understood why when we walked into there, the fucking crowd was on their feet already. Was just absolutely lo- insane. Losing yeah. their shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, this crowd was just like hot. All fucking night. This crowd was amazing. We were we were obviously part of it, so we are just as amazing. So yes, <laughs> but exactly. yeah, this was it was an awesome experience being there live. Um, these people at this show, you can tell that like basically all of them were absolute deathmatch fanatics. They love this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like they love the blood, they love the violence, they love the gore, they love all this crazy bullshit these people are doing in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone was on their feet basically all night, and it was awesome. Anyway, next up, we got Atticus Koger taking on one called Manders. Uh, this was uh, this was a different. I forgot what kind of match this was. Uh, I believe it was a bunkhouse. Uh, a bunkhouse. A bunkhouse brawl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was it. it. Bunkhouse death match. Bunkhouse brawl. Whatever you want to say. But Something like that. It was. It was. It was farm themed. <laughs> yes, it was farm themed. So you had like hay bales. You had a cow skull. The whole nine yards. Atticus Koger taking on Banders in the uh, the bunkhouse death match. It, it was this. This was. What did you think of this one? This one was. I thought this one was uh, solid. I think this was solid, but for me, this was probably my weakest match of the night. I agree. Uh, like, a, a lot of the spots kind of didn't go off like we thought they would. Like the the one I wanted to to really bring up was the whip. Ah, oh, the whip that made me sad. The whip that they couldn't get to crack. Yeah, they because like whip. cracking a whip doesn't actually takes like some amount of finesse, and it's not just like whacking somebody with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, Manders had Koger on the like the middle ropes, like heading like, and he like was trying to whip him, but like like Mikey said, there was just no crack in this whip at yeah, all. Yeah, it just it just looked it just looked uh kind of sad. It looked like um, he was swinging a wimp rope at him. Yeah, but then they started using it to choke each other out, and that was fun. That was fun. I think my favorite spot, honestly, is probably when um either it's pro- one of my favorite ones is probably the beginning of the match when this just start off and Manders just rang Coker's bell by smashing him with a cowbell. 
Yes. That had really good impact, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. Oh, that was that was after, um, was that after the power slam into the barbed wire net, where he just, like, threw, threw the cowbell mm. out at him? No, that was literally, like, the very beginning of this match. Like, the first thing he did to Koger was just smashing with the <laughs> right, bell. Right, yeah, and he just, he just literally rung his bell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was awesome, and then, of course, there was a spot I just, I just spoiled, where <laughs> uh, there's, like, this big barbed wire net on the outside. Oh and, my. uh, and Manders, like, power-slammed Koger into it. Oh, bro, Koger was oh, caught also- up in that thing for so long. And then, and then, on the, on the replay that we watched, I found out why he was caught up in it for so long. It's because some of the barbed wire got caught up in his, like, facial rings and piercings oh. and shit. Yeah, some of the barbed wire got caught, like, in his, like, face or his, like, lip. So that's, that's... why it was, like, so, it took, it took so long to get him out. That, oh my god, that sounds horrifying. Yeah, so that I was like, I because I went back and watched like I literally watched the entire pay per view again. Um, fair enough. Yeah, so that because I, I was like, there was a bunch of stuff that we were there for but didn't see because we were just on the wrong side of the ring at the time. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to go back and watch the whole thing to to really get the full impact of a lot of the spots that we may have not seen fully, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and this was one of them, and why Koger got caught up for so long in that barbed wire. Yeah. Uh, let's see, there was the cow, bu- the, uh, cow skull spot where, uh, Coker slammed Manders' face first into a cow skull and then started stabbing him with the horns. Yep, and then Manders just broke the cow skull for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he just broke it. Like, fuck it. Uh, I remember, I remember, I forgot who it was, but one of the guys who, like, worked, who was working, like, like, bringing a lot of the weapons out yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, during the, during the show. Yeah. He like tapped me on the back and he was like, "Hey, did they like break that cow skull?" I was like, "Yeah, Manders." I was like, "Yeah, Manders just like broke it." <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, oh, okay." <laughs> he he thought like it fell and broke or something. I don't know, but he was just he he seemed concerned about like, the cow skull breaking. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, there was a uh, one point where they both get back in the ring and they just start having like a a hockey fight, which I love. As I, I say, literally every time. Mm-hmm. I think I, my favorite thing about this was that Manjur just got blasted with like a fucking bundle of light tubes, and he just yeah. just like powered through it. And I remember thinking that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was there was one spot where uh, uh, Manjur bust bust out a chair wrapped in barbed wire, and oh, uh, yeah. Koger's just like on the ground, and Manjur just starts beating Koger's knee with the chair, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that definitely did not feel good. I I wish Koger sold the leg a little more the rest of the night, but you know beggars can't be choosers. It was a it was still an awesome spot that looked brutal, so mm. I'll take it. The only thing I have written down here because I, these are my notes from the night of uh, is uh, the finish of the match. Mander, so Koger of course got his skewers out and jammed the skewers in Mander's head. We all expected this to happen. This is a this given is, in this a Koger is, match. This is Koger, yeah. But um, while while um. Koger was getting untangled from the barbed wire. Manders had brought two hay bales into the ring and stacked a table on top of them. Mm-hmm. But then he got another table with, and I think he put on, um, I believe he put another table on top of that, on top of the hay bale that was on top of another table. So yeah. he kind of made like a sandwich of two doors, but one had barbed wire on it. It was a Big Mac of pain. Yeah, and then Koger basically dragged Manders to the top and then hit his front face buster finisher where he kind of... I, I don't know the name of this actual finisher. Hold on. It, it, it's the headlock the headlock driver. Thank you. I believe. 
The headlock. He hits the headlock whatever. driver from the top through both tables on Manders and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the surprise of, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I, I figured Koger was coming out of this on top. Yeah, I kind of figured Koger was going far in this one, and uh, whew, did he? So, um. Yeah. So, what do we think about this one? This one was like, like we said, this one was like the I think the weakest match of the night. This match for me gets a meh. It was fine. I agree with that. It totally gets a meh. It was absolutely completely just fine. Uh, it kept the crowd hot. Uh, there was some like there was like we said there were some spots that didn't really work out. Yeah. Uh, for the better, but it was still a solid match. Uh, all in all. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to the second the the next match. Uh, which is the Towers of Terror death match. We got Nolan Edward taking on Orin Veidt, uh, the oh. Wizard King versus No Flinch. This was this was a great match. This was for a while match of the night for me. And I was ex- I was arc- very excited for this one. I will say it arguably stayed match night, but you'll you'll see why in a second. I fucking love this match. This match was absolutely awesome yeah my first note is the first actual wrestling wrestling match like these two actually wrestled for a good portion for a little bit yeah for a little bit we got some real actual wrestling like they had some really heavy chops heavy strikes the two of them were fighting because (laughs) the best way to describe this the things in this ring is they had basically what i described here as skyscrapers of light tubes just in the corners of the ring yeah these things were fucking obscenely large massive and they basically spent the first part of this match trying to stop themselves from getting thrown into the first one. They were they scribed back and forth, and I believe... Oh, I'm trying to remember when, when it happens, but uh, there's a point where uh, after Edwards gets chucked... Like, he just gets straight thrown. Edward gets straight thrown into the first light skyscraper that just explodes. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking gets... Vite eventually into a springboard backdrop that he transitions into a fucking blue thunder bomb because why not? And I, that popped me really fucking hard. Yeah, this the springboard blue thunder bomb was absolutely sick. Love that. Uh, let's or the, see the slingshot blue thunder bomb. Yeah, that was absolutely yeah. sick. Uh, uh, that got me. Uh, the one of the one of my favorite spots is when uh. Uh, Edward had Vite in the corner, and he takes one of the big towers and just, like, lays it on Vite, and then mm-hmm. he just cannonballs into it. Yep. <laughs> like, Jesus. God, that... The that way these giant ball. towers exploded was absolutely insane. I loved it. I think one of my favorite spots that I just thought was funny was when uh, Edward... Uh, I think it was... Uh, Vite hit Edward with a springboard swinging neckbreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, Vite hit Edward, yeah, and it almost prematurely topped the skyscraper, and everyone in the crowd was like, no, save the tower, and the ref saved it, and everyone cheered. Yeah, that, yeah, was... it, he went to go pin him, and it fell, and the ref, like, caught it. Oh, my God, and I've, if I recall correctly, this is the light to, this is the tower that Vite hit, uh, dropped Edward through with a fucking assault driver that looked amazing. <laughs> Absolutely bananas, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. I mean, and this is the this is the other spot we'd be like absolutely remiss to talk about. Um, was Edward hitting the gory bomb onto Vite mm-hmm. onto the the knife board? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, or Vite, yeah. why why you always the, bring knife boards? To if you thing? if you did you watch that match? If you watched that match on Fight, the camera angle for it was spectacular. I um, it, it was just like a great shot of just like the knives just facing up. Invite just going face first onto that board and just like 
you see the agony on his in his face when he just lands on a bunch of knives, and it's Man. like, oh my god, I don't know why this. Oh, we saw a lot of shit at TOS, but that knife, the knife, the knives always make me the most uncomfortable. That was definitely because they're up just there. like regular steak knives. Yeah, they're just steak. So like I guess I guess they're probably dulled down like a lot, so it doesn't hurt. So it's no, it's not like you know actually slicing really bad, but it's still fucking just. Ugh. So it's just like wow, you just fell on a bunch of knives, dude. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that was wild. Um, another spot I wanted to talk about was when uh, uh, Vite has like a a bundle of tubes. And he smacks Edward over the head with a bundle of tubes, and Edward just 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 like shakes it off and is like, "Ah, yeah." Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm a sucker for when they just hooked up out of the light. Do they just no sold it? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you want to talk about the finish of this one? Yeah. So shortly after, uh, after Edward gets in uh, control for a bit, uh, I believe it is Orin tries to throw or beat or brain Edward with the light tube bundle, but he kicks him in the stomach, gets it out of his hand, knocks him to the floor, and so now Vite's sitting up, and he ta- he kicks him in the face, puts the light tubes against his face, the the skyscraper, and then he just hurls his body into his fucking face and explodes the light tubes into him. Just and another he- cannonball, yeah. And then he pins him, and the ref, I love it because the ref had to actually slide out of the ring because there wasn't space for the ref to get the actual pin fall mm-hmm. without, like, rolling in glass, I'm assuming. Yeah. And he won. And I remember thinking to myself, what a fucking way to end the match, just being like, yeah, I'll cannonball my entire body through this lights uh, a second this skyscraper. Time. Like, a second time, yeah. It's just, I, I mean, I told Mikey, I'll say this, I, I'm down to say that Edward is the Mike Bailey of death matches. He has not had a single bad death match. And I've watched yeah, not three or four of his now. Yeah, so not a singular bad death match, you're right. Uh, On that it note, was absolutely awesome. Pretty much everyone here did a really, really good job with these matches. Like, mm-hmm. like there was not, like, there really wasn't anyone that I thought to myself that you are just not a good, this is just not good. Which I was yeah, very every, pleased with. every match on this card delivered, even the ones that were not death matches. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get to, obviously. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, yeah, there was it was a it was a fun time this night. What are we giving uh, Edward versus Vite? It gets a mark out for me. It also gets a mark out for me. That match was awesome. That shit was popping. Yeah, that match ruled. I really liked it a lot. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, yeah. So we got Alex Colon taking on Bam Sullivan in a bundles of hate death match. What a name! Yeah, um, what a fucking name. <laughs> and this match, Bam Sullivan is clearly the heel. Everyone oh. wants Alex Cologne to get the three feet. Nobody, not a singular person in this crowd was on the side of Bam Sullivan today. Not one person, and he <laughs> fucking reveled in it. Yeah. Uh, so Bam Sullivan comes to the ring, you know, gawks it up, and is just like, yeah, I'm a heel. You hate me, blah, blah, whatever. And then fucking Alex Cologne comes to the ring. Alex right. Cologne comes to the ring, and around his arm, he has, like, let. I just want to, I'm going to call it, like, a cloud strife buster sword of light tubes. Pretty much, like yeah. he has it just like around his shoulder, and it's like this big like light tube sword. And he just comes to the ring and just like annihilates Bam Sullivan with it. <laughs> his chill ass music still playing. Just wham! He just comes in the ring so casually, like gets it in his hands. Bam Sullivan turns <laughs> around and just goes whap. 
And that that's how the fuck crushes it over his head. That's how this fucking match starts, and goddamn what a way it starts. Dude, just the way he did it with like just so casually and no like like no expression on his face. He just like walked in the ring, he was like, Yep, you know, time time to get the job done. BAM! Some badass shit right there. <laughs> just exploded on his head, on Sullivan's head. Oh my god. god. Oh, it was a great way to start this match and mm-hmm. be like, oh, guess we're getting right into it then. Cool. Well, shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this one, this one is all Cologne in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Cologne is absolutely annihilating Sullivan, uh, just taking him through the ringer. Uh, uh, Sullivan does end up taking control back. Uh, and when he does, he take he really takes his time fucking with Alex Cologne. He like breaks the light tubes. He's like grinding it on his forehead, mm-hmm. grinding it into his shoulder. You know, he's just like really torturing Cologne here. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, any any spots you liked during this one? There were a lot of creative light tube use spots that I liked in this match. Like there was mm-hmm. a good spot where like Cologne put a light tube behind Sullivan's head. And put him against the ropes, and then he ran at him, but slid under the bottom of, like, a baseball slide, and he pulled his foot out so that the light, he went face first into the mat, and his arms pushed the light tube that exploded into his head. Yeah, that was sick. Love that. I love the part where Cologne, uh, Sullivan had, like, a bundle of light tubes and tried to hit Cologne, but Cologne punched him in the face, spun him around, and then shoved him into the turnbuckle so the light tubes exploded onto him. Mm -hmm. Thought that was really cool. I loved the spot when the after Sullivan took his shirt off, where the two just started just beating each other back and forth with light tubes, shots, and strikes, just over and over yeah. and over. They were just like trading elbows. They were trading. They were trading punches, and then they just started trading light tube shots. And I was like, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh, I, what else? Uh, I mean, I would be to quote you. I'd be rem- reminisced not to talk about the fucking Spanish fly spot. Oh yeah, big Spanish fly spot. Uh, and bam, somehow kicking out at one. <laughs> yep, cause Cologne had like a light tube around his back, and he landed, and he kicked out at one. And uh, I don't, I don't know if you have any other spots, but I actually have, I actually really liked the way this match ended for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, talk about it. Okay, so basically, w- this little mini story they were kind of telling here was that Sullivan literally refused to die. Mm-hmm. Like. Cologne put him through so much punishment, but he just literally would not stay the fuck down. Like, he got brained over and over and over by light tubes from Cologne so much, and he just refused to die. And I loved how Cologne caught him with a fucking mousetrap, of all things. And that's what beat him, because he literally was like, yeah, you can't pin me. And then he pinned him with a sneaky little maneuver like that, because Mm -hmm. he knew that he couldn't get him to submit. He knew he wasn't going to get him to pin... He's good. He wasn't gonna get a pin on him without probably doing much more to himself. Without and, you know, probably actually murdering him. And he had a tournament to potentially win. Exactly. At this point. I think. I think that's what that shows. Like at the end of the day, is that you could tell that Cologne's a veteran of this shit because he's like, listen, I'm if I if I win this, I'm gonna have more matches later. Yeah. So like, we gotta end this. And it also was fitting that right after this, while Cologne was celebrating, Sullivan briefly attacked him and had to get the two pulled, pulled off. Apart. Yeah. That'll definitely be a match in the future, mm-hmm. or potentially a rivalry starting up. Though I don't know if it'll reach the the uh, the toxicity of Lloyd and Raver. Oh boy, we'll get to that a little mm-hmm. later. Um, but yeah, this match was—I thought this match was solid. Yeah. Uh, 
it didn't blow me away like the last one did, but it was still a decent, a decent, uh, solid matchup here. Uh, I like I like you said, I like Cologne getting the roll up victory and being like, listen, I got more matches after this. Yeah, peace, dog. What are you giving it, Mikey? Uh, I'm giving this one like I think I'm giving this one a meh. Mm. Uh, it was solid. Uh, nothing like absolutely stunned me about this one, but it was still mm. solid. I don't mm. think any match on this card is going to get below a meh. There are, or, I'll I say think, this, I don't think there are any miss-outs. No, not a singular miss-out. I think every match on this card is definitely mm. worth watching. I was debating, because I was really high on this match, but on reflection... I, I mean, think... compare. I mean, like, it wasn't a bad match, but, like, comparatively to the rest of the Yeah, now that I think of it in hindsight... That night, like... I think I want to give it... I think I'll, 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 st- I think I'll agree with you with the meh here, because when I th- at the time, it was really great, but granted, one thing about wrestling shows is when you're with the crowd, every fucking match is great if the crowad is great. Exactly. Like, there's no... It, it, I'm, I'm reviewing this one through the lens of Fight TV, because if I reviewed it through the lens of us being there, oh. every match would be a mark. <laughs> every fucking match is a high mark out of my book here, but, like, that was this, this was the Zach of the show, but Zach now agrees. It was a meh. Yeah, and you'll you will see why when we get to the semis and the finals. As a fan, as a fan in the crowd at TOS, every match was a mark out. As a I... prof- as a professional podcast, <laughs> I gotta be fair. Going to this, we now have finished up the opening round, so we're going to be heading into the semis. But just before that, we have a nice little intermission match that Mikey and I did not know of, which is a scramble match. Yes, yeah, we had a little bit of a we had a what is it six man scramble? Six man scramble. We've got Ninja Mac. Jack Cartwheel, Calvin Tankman, Starboy Charlie, Dante Leone, and Dylan McKay in a scramble match. Yeah, this was this was just like uh, in between rounds kind of thing, I guess, to let everyone going into the second round rest up a bit. Yeah, and like you know, I, I like the way I think of it as like kind of like a palate cleanser of like you've seen three death matches. Let's have like a traditional. You've seen four death matches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've seen all these death matches. Let's have a nice scramble match. And I will say here, the script, the guys in this match put on a real, a damn good scramble match. This was this match was five high flyers and then Calvin Tankman. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And it was it was like five awesome. people flying around the ring, and then Calvin Tankman being like, "Fuck this shit," and just fucking annihilating people. <laughs> like the beginning of this match is literally Calvin Tankman just being like, "I am a literal absolute unit. You can either get the fuck out of my way, or I'm gonna run you over myself." Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah, crowd exactly. really want a Tankman to win this too. I want oh, Tankman yeah, to every, win this too. The whole crowd was behind Tankman on this one. Um, oh my god! The whole crowd was behind Tank. I think the everyone got their spot, their 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 chance for the spotlight here. Yes, uh, which was great. Let's um, see. Uh, there there was like, like we said, there was tons of high flying action, tons of flippy shit, tons of you know sports entertainment bullshit uh, that we yeah. all lo- know and love. And then, and then again, there was Calvin Tankman just absolutely wrecking people. Mm-hmm. Um, One of but, my, uh, I mean, you're gonna say it, but there was an exchange between two wrestlers that I fucking, I just loved it so much. Are we gonna talk about the exchange between Jack Cartwheel and Ninja Mac? Yes, of course. I we were gonna talk about it. This was a straight up. This was like an interpretive like dance and gymnastics put together, and then with wrestling. Like these two put all up so much flippy shit. I was so entertained. Yeah, this was. This was absolutely awesome. Uh, Jack Cartwheel and Ninja Mac put on a crazy sequence where they just, like, kept reversing each other and going back and forth and trying to hark and run at each other, but they land on their feet. They're doing, like, backhand springs left and right. They're, like, backflipping over each other. It's, it's wild. These, it is what a... these two are doing is wild. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, then, then, of course, there's the one spot where everyone's on the outside and everyone gets their moves into the outside. Yep, like I think uh, Leon hit a... What was it that Dante Leon hit, technically speaking? It was like a flip... Oh, what the the hell spiral tap? Yes, I think that's what the name of it is. Yeah, I think uh, Don- I think I think they called it a spiral tap. Uh, he hit that to the outside, and McKay hit like the side the side six thirty to yeah. the outside. Oh, that's Tank- what Tankman- it was called. Tankman ends up getting another. Tankman ends up getting like a suicide dive in a little later. Hmm. Yeah, I-, I have it written in my notes for McKay's the spinning cannonball move. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was called at the show at the time. I was just like, he just did the move. Yeah. And well, it looked cool. It was like. Mm-hmm. It's like he like cannonball. I think I think I called it a cannonball because it like he hit like the crowd of people. And he just kind of went like in like water, kind of. You know what I yep, mean? Yep. It was like bah, and it was it was it was sweet. Um, I will say the ending sequence of this match went off the fucking chain. Uh, before we get to the ending sequence, I do want to talk about one quick thing, and that's when uh Dylan McKay just like absolutely murdered Jack Cartwheel with the suplex into the corner. Oh my god, I have that written down here. <laughs> he fucking. <laughs> Dylan McKay, I think this is towards the end, was like, after so much of beating so many people up, would just grab Cartwheel and said, he's fucking dead. And he just hit him with a springboard suplex into the bottom turnbuckle and just killed Cartwheel. Straight yeah. murdered him. Yeah. All right. Now, now, that, now, now that I've gotten my, my shit out of the way, why don't you talk about the ending you liked so much? I loved, there's, I couldn't write it all down, obviously, because this shit went, this shit went like, at like a hundred miles an hour, but like there was the awesome dual tandem offense from Ninja and Cartwheel, where they were doing like similar like tandem flippy shit with each other. Mm-hmm. I love when Tankman caught uh, McKay out of the air and used him to knock Leon to the ground, and then he just picked him up and just slammed him onto him, just yeah. using him as a literal weapon. <laughs> Use the motherfucker to hit another motherfucker. Ooh, pretty much, yeah. And then I think after this, Tankman hit his uh, running forearm to the back of his neck. And I love how this fucking move looks. Oh my god, it's terrifying. It has so much... It sounds like it It just has so much impact to it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And the last thing I have written to is uh, written is the ending of the match. So if you have anything you want to point out... Nope, you got... You've, you've, hit, it, you've hit all my notes. The ending of the scramble match is basically Ninja Mac, I believe, hits like a corkscrew cannonball... Which knocks over, I believe it is uh, McKay, who gets mm-hmm. knocked over by it, and then he hits a absolutely gorgeous looking uh, six thirty Phoenix Splash, yeah, which is as about as insane as it sounds. I really liked this match a lot. Thought this match was a really good showing of every guy. It's about what I expect from a scramble match, but they really went like the distance with the flippy shit. They were like, "We're gonna do flippy shit, and we're gonna make it entertaining as shit." Shit. Shit, 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 and shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. This match was this match was great. Uh, it, like you said, it was a great way to break up uh all the death matches that were happening, and it was a great like little palate cleanser to get into uh, going into round two. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into yeah the set the, the round two of the two, yeah. of the tournament of survival. What would you give it, Mikey? Uh, I give it I give it a high meh. I thought it was really solid, very entertaining. I was super into it. So uh, yeah, uh, I think that's the. That's, that, that's my rating for it. Pretty much. That's like that's I'm in the same boat. Prime man. Good good match. Basically all the reasons. Same as same. Yeah. Alright, sweet. Uh we are let's get into the semifinals of mm-hmm. the tournament of survival here. Yeah. Uh semifinals, we got uh Atticus Koger uh coming back. <laughs> uh taking on G Raver, also coming back. 
obviously the thing I want to talk about the most here is the the train tracks with gusset plates on it that they brought to the ring. Yeah. To start this one off. That was a <laughs> fucking experience to see that and being like, what in the absolute fuck is that? Boy, howdy, was that crazy. I have written this match down as, this is a battle of a pointy singular objects and a railroad track with gusset boards on it. Mm-hmm. Like, there were... I will say from where we were standing, the gusset boards did not have the same impact as I wish they had, but that's mainly because we were sitting on the hard cam side, so when they got thrown into it, didn't really see it going into them. They just kind of got put into the railroad track and were leaning up against it. Yeah, basically. But it definitely fucking hurt, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, on the on the pay-per-view stream, it looked like way worse from where, than where we were sitting. Yeah. I think the most wince-inducing spot of this match for me was when... Koger grabbed, I believe it was one of his skewers, and he just kept stabbing Raver over just and like over shoulder, and yeah. over again, and Raver was screaming in pain. And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, oh my god, that man is actually being shanked right now. Mm-hmm. And, that- and the, the camera shot of it too was so rough, because every time he stabbed him, you could see like the like the, the, the dots of blood coming out of wherever he stabbed Ugh. him. For a hot second, I was like, I feel bad for G. Raver in a deathmatch. Yeah, it was, it was. This one was rough. Uh, this one was basically like, this one was basically all Koger. Yeah. Um. There, there was a really funny spot in the beginning of this one where Koger busts out the skewers, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, you want to be the devil? Here!" And he fucking puts this. He puts two bundles of skewers in Raver in like on Raver's forehead, like mm-hmm. devil horns. Yeah, which was very funny. I like that. And very sick. Uh, I was sad. Because uh, Koger stabbed a bunch of needles into the corner of a turnbuckle, and they weren't used ever. And I was a I little know! sad. I was like, oh, I wanted to see what that was going to do. Uh, let's see. I know there was another good spot here where Koger, uh, not Koger, um, I believe it was Raver, eventually asked one of his uh, dru- druid followers to give him his, his tattoo needles, which he always comes to the ring with. And I like how he, uh, he jammed them into Koger's shoulder, and then basically got him in a wrist lock and flipped his arm around so that when he pulled it backwards, it slammed Koger's shoulder first into the ring. And with just kind of... Yeah, with, with the uh, tattoo needles in it. Yeah. Uh... Oh. There was another fucking wicked spot where Koger jammed more skewers in Raver's head, but then stuck his face against the gusset board and then kicked him in the back I of just... the head into it. Yeah, that oh. was ridiculous. That was... But for me, personally, the ending made this match. For... All match long... Whenever Raver got his needles, he had been getting them from a singular person, a hooded figure, and you didn't really think much about the figure. But at the very end of this match, he had Koger on the ropes, and he asked the the druid to give him more needles. And he took the whole box this time, because I assume he had run low on them, because he grabbed them from him like four times. Yeah. And then he goes to reach into the needles, and I don't know what he pulls out, but it's not the needles. And he goes, what the fuck? And he turns around all angrily at the uh, druid. Only for the druid to brain him over the head with a bundle of light tubes and to reveal, to rip off his hood and reveal it's Jimmy motherfucking Lloyd. Jimmy motherfucking Lloyd, baby. Getting Back for vengeance. Fucking him over as Koger then jammed his needles in, jammed Raver's needles into his own head and then hit him with the, uh, the front. The headlock, the headlock driver. The headlock driver for the fucking win. Mm-hmm. I loved the ending, I, I like I said, I loved it so much because it furthers the feud with Lloyd and Raver. It's kind of coming to like a peak now, where the two of them are really getting in each other's shit. And I'm excited to see where this feud finally ends. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Uh, what? But let's let's talk about this match first. What are we giving this one? Uh, I want to give this match a high meh. I think I'm with you there. Because for a match that was a lot of people getting stabbed, I was pretty entertained by it. <laughs> for a match that was just people yeah, getting stabbed like, a lot. On, on like Thinking about it, back to it, I'm like, yeah, it was just a lot of them just like, getting stabbed. Like you said in the beginning, it was like a battle of the pointy objects, right? Mm-hmm, which is, about, which is what I expected from... <laughs> it was like, who has better pointy things? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one. And the, the gusset plate train tracks really, like, put this one over the top for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's get into the next match, uh, which is, uh, a match we actually, we have, we have talked about this match exactly on this show mm-hmm. before, uh, when we went to, um, when we went to take, when we went to GCW Take Care, we talked about this one. Yep. Uh, we, we got Nolan Edward taking on Alex Cologne in a death match again. Uh, but this time we had a very interesting little, uh, interesting little ditty with this match, and that is that both guys had broken glass, hot glued to their their taped up fists. That was what it was. Okay, because you and I noticed that, yeah. but we didn't figure out what. So was. on the on the 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 pay per view stream, they had a whole spot before the match of they were filming um, backstage where. Um, Edward and Cologne were getting the glass glued to their hands. Mm-hmm. And, like, they showed the guy, like, ah. putting hot glue on their gloves and stuff like that, and then they, like, dipped their hands in, like, this, this pile of broken glass, and they just, like, yeah, Jesus you know. Jesus Christ. Before they start this one. Yeah, so they have, both their, they have both their knuckles covered in broken glass to start this one off. Damn, man, I didn't even... Oh. And woof. This uh this match I believe starts off with a bunch of glass panes being put in each corner. Yeah. Two. A lot mm-hmm. of glass, but that's to be expected. Yep. A lot I love of glass, a lot of scary shit for this one. First spot that stood out to me was probably the funniest spot on un- unintentionally this match where Cologne got thrown into the corner, but he landed on the glass pane and the pane didn't break. Mm-hmm. So Edward was like, eh, he's like, no, that's not fucking happening, and he just fucking speared Cologne into the fucking pane. Yeah, I yeah. Love he like that. threw him into it, and he bounced off of it, and he was like, "You know what? Fuck it." Spear. Yeah, that was sweet. Uh, another one where uh, Cologne was sitting in the corner, and he put the glass paint on top of him and did the cannonball into it. Mm-hmm. There was also the Cologne suicide dive into a tornado TDT on the outside, which led them to brawling around every side of the ring, and like Cologne yeah. dragging Edward to each individual side. And then they fan. and then they just threw they they threw punches at each other with their hands covered in broken glass. Oh god! Then uh, that I'm ne- never gonna get over the fact that they literally just like all, the whole match on their hands were just like big cool. broken glass glued to their fists. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome! And then I I think my favorite spot was because I'm I'm probably biased because I was there when this happened. The callback to their first match, which was the Planet Death in uh in uh, invitation match mm-hmm. basically where edward got uh set up a pane of glass on two chairs and hit cologne with a pump handle slam off the top rope through the glass the exact same way cologne used the exact move cologne used to beat him last yeah. time they fought which i thought was awesome then he fucking kicked out of it and i was like what mm-hmm. the fuck and then uh dolan oh. edward taking some notes on the last <laughs> watching some videotape yeah that didn't really help him though after the fact because uh, cause 
Cologne then hit a fucking Spanish fly on him through another glass and light tube table this uh, door this time. Yep. Which and didn't get him the win either, which was no, fucking wild. No, Nolan Edward kicks out yet again. And I love how after this, Cologne got fucking pissed through a, uh, a table, at, uh, a door at Edward, threw a glass pane at him, and then locked him into the camel clutch to win. Yeah, he was like, please, stay He's the like, fuck down. Die. And I yeah. loved it. Yeah, this one was uh, absolutely bonkers, just like their last one was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, I'm giving this one... I think I'm giving this one the mark out. This one was awesome. I think I'm going to give this match... Um, I think I'll give it... Oh, I'm going to give it a high match. I'm going to stick with the mark out. I love this match. Edward and Edward and Cologne, man. These two can, These two will absolutely go to hell and back for each other, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I I absolutely love it. And uh yeah, I that's a mark out for me, easy. Um mm. so next up we have kind of a match. Uh, I literally I, didn't even write notes for this one and I just fast forwarded through it to get to the finals, but it's I, like I have some Kit, notes. Yeah, Kit o- so Kit Kit Osborne comes to the ring and starts spewing some heel bullshit about how he's the best and he's underrated. And blah, and blah, 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 everyone blah. says he's an. A- everyone says everyone hates him, but when the fucking match starts, everyone says that he uh, that he puts out, and everyone says that kid can go. Then AJ Gray, some music hits, and he comes out to the ring. Osborne gets a bunch of cheap shots on him and some light tube shots early on, and dominates for a little bit. Then he hits Gray over the head with a t- with another light tube, but Gray no sells it. He then mm-hmm. power bombed Osborne, slammed a light tube over his head and onto his back, which looked really fucking rough on after the fact. Indeed. And then he slaughtered him with his signature lariat for the win. Yeah, that's it. It was, it was pretty quick. That's the uh, that's the match. It was a fine little palate cleanser, just like the scramble, but the scramble was better. IMO. It, it, it again. It was just another break uh, to set up for the finals, basically to let both people kind of like get take a breath before they go into the finals because literally yep. Alice Cologne just had a match and now he's going into the finals against uh Atticus Koger. Yep. Uh I'm gonna give that match a meh. It's yeah, fine. it was like it was like whatever. Short, sweet, uh, to the point. It knew what it was gonna be there for. It didn't ever say welcome. Yeah, exactly. It knew what it was it knew it was just there to kill kill some time. Uh and it did just that and, and they it was it was it was yeah, it was cool to watch a heel get a shit kicked in. And oh boy, they definitely need the time because the setup for the next match, the finals of Alice Cologne versus Atticus Coker, was a doozy. Yeah. They were setting up some fucking carnage in the ring, and boy howdy did they. Side note that we'd have to talk about first. They removed the covering for the mat in this match. Yep. Because it was so because it was so bloody and fucked up. And they were like, you know, it could also be more hardcore. They can just fight on wood. I'm assuming that was the plan from the start, right? Is Probably just take it off, had take to off, been. Take off all the padding, take off the the ring, the the, the take off like the cover of the ring, it, and just let them fight on the wooden boards. It and it's really, like wow, like it, it really, it, it really is like a part of this match that's kind of based like because of all the other shit that happened in this match. It's kind of a part of this match that I think was overlooked. But then if you really think about it, it's like wow. Anything they did in the ring, they were just taking bumps on straight wood, huh? Yeah, it fucking hurts. Like, damn, dude. Damn, oh, dude. God. Yeah, exactly. The more they, it's like, oh my god, that's oh, wild. That suck ass. But not yeah, as much so, as some of the spots they took in this match. So when they were setting up, uh, there was some crazy, 
crazy things they were bringing out. So they were first. First, like you said, we took the mat off the ring. They covered the they covered the ropes in light tubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like a. I the, the only way I can describe this is a light is a tube of light tubes. Uh, I described it as a ring of light tubes. A ring of light tubes. Yeah, it's like a bunch of light tubes in a big ring that were yeah. like all like connected. Uh, and then there was the the most fun thing, which was. <laughs> Two door, like a door, and then another door, and there was like hinges on the on the bottom, and they were connected. And it's on kind of top, like... on one door, there was light tubes, and on the bottom door, there was barbed wire, and then there was like two strings, like attached, like, kind of like a drawbridge, right? Yeah. Uh, and it looked like it was supposed to slam shut, and that was just wild looking to me. I mean, the, yeah, the whole match just looked like carnage. And even started off with just absolute chaos. The two just smashed almost every light tube on the ropes against each other's faces. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that, yeah, that was fun. And I love it when they both came out. Like, they were both fucking bloody. They were both wearing white, too. So they were just absolute messes. Like, Cologne still had, like, half his face covered in blood from the previous match. And was just like, all right, yeah. let's fucking like, do this shit. These two have wrestled two death matches before this. Yep. Oh it is oy, wild oy. that you could go through three of those in a night, huh? Oh, that definitely takes a lot out of you. I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get how they, I don't get how people even do one, let alone three in one night. <sighs> Probably a mixture of will, endurance, maybe painkillers. <laughs> I'm say and painkillers. And also a love for the stuff, for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I let's guess see. so. After the light tubes in the beginning, in the middle of the ring, they fight on the outside for a bit. Koger threw Cologne into the uh, the door device Mikey was describing, which sandwiches him between two doors. And I like how Koger just walked over and stomped on the top uh, door, which then popped the light tubes. Mm-hmm. Cologne eventually got a comeback and shoved Koger inside the ring of light tubes and then kicked the shit out of him like he was in a trash can. That looked great on Fight TV. Mm-hmm. In person, not so much because Mikey and I couldn't basically see all of it, anything. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I soured a bit on this match because I was so fucking pissed that no one would sit the fuck down, so I couldn't see a single damn thing. Yeah, everyone and, was standing. Basically, the whole room was standing yeah. for this whole match, and, and we, because could, of my, we couldn't see Dick. Because of my Garbo eyesight, I couldn't see the monitors. of what, um, like They had TV monitors and projectors to show the match. I couldn't see it very well. So Mikey saw what was happening. I just heard pop, pop, and some screams, and I was like, I'm like, I'm really getting annoyed right now. And then they finally got back into the ring. But they took a lot of time on the outside. Mikey, would you like to tell them why they spent so much time on the outside beating each other up? Yeah, they spent a lot of time on the outside. Uh, there, there was a, there's a couple of more uh, spots I want to talk There's a couple more spots on the outside I do want to talk about. So Please do, uh, they, they, were, they, were, they were beating each other up on the outside. They were slamming each other. They were, just, they were bashing each other over the head with trash cans. There was one spot where Cologne just, like, slams Koger through a, uh, a door with barbed wire on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so they were they were doing all this on the outside to buy time for the ring crew, who was pulling boards off of the ring to make like a big empty space. And when they made this big empty space, Co- uh, after Koger recovers from his uh, getting absolutely annihilated inside the light tube ring, uh, he puts panes of glass over the open parts of the ring. Uh, a couple of, he puts like two panes of glass. They get back in the ring. And when they get back in the ring, they fucking, they just start battling each other with light tubes. 
Yep. Like they just, just start grabbing life, light tubes off the ropes, bashing each other's heads in, and they just keep going and going and going until one of them gives yep. in. But they just use basically every light tube. Yep, that was what they left the remaining light tubes for from yeah. the beginning. They're just yeah. like, eh, we need more of these now. And then it was terrifying, too, because since they busted so many light tubes over each other's head, the rest of the match, whenever anyone took a bump, you can hear them hitting the ground, but then also the secondary noise of a bunch of glass rattling. Yeah. A bunch they... of broken glass, <sighs> just like, ugh. Oh, that sucked. Uh, and then we get to the... God, the next the, 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 ma- the next major spot is the spot of this match that if anyone watches this match and tells you about it, this will be the spot they tell you about. Yeah. So they're they're beating each other with the light tubes. Eventually, uh, uh, Cologne works Atticus into the corner, and he goes for like a running splash, but then Koger catches him and gets him in like the air raid crash like position. Yep. And then Koger walks over to that those panes of glass he set up where there's nothing below them, literally nothing, and just jumps off and air raid crashes Cologne through the glass just straight to the floor. God absolutely unreal and if you watch this live stream commentary pops off the room explodes there it is just apps everyone goes bananas like and i remember on the fight tv stream there's an awesome shot of this where like koger slowly rises from the bottom below the rain he looks like he looks like a fucking demon looks like he he has risen from hell yes and he drags cologne puts him in the ring one two fucking cologne kicks out this then starts what I have called it is, I just so wanna say false finishes. I just want to say how absolutely buck wild it is how many notes I have after that fucking air raid crash spot. Because yeah. that should have been the absolute end of it. That spot was bonkers. It should and, have. And any other match, that would have been the finishing spot. But the fact that I have a whole page of notes after that is mind-boggling to me. Because somehow... These two kept battling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please, then take it away, Mikey. Oh, there was... Uh, Koger does end up... Hit, uh, not Koger. Cologne hits his Spanish fly on Koger through barbed wire on boards yep. with the tubes on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koger somehow kicks out. Unreal. Uh, and then uh, Koger gets up, hits a headlock driver on Cologne onto a bunch of broken glass. Yep. Uh, I, I think onto like another board as well. Cologne kicks out. Cologne then hits one of the cra- another one of the craziest spots of this match was the, uh, the Styles Clash like move off of the turnbuckle through he the pane of glass. Was so exhausted, he just fell forward onto the fucking floor. Yeah. Uh, puts Koger through it. Koger kicks out. Yep. Then Koger buffs out the thumbtacks. Yep. Pours yeah. them all out in the ring. And then, rather than just being a normal human being and being like, I'll just slam you through it. No, this motherfucker goes out of the ring and gets a motherfucking weed whacker. A motherfucking weed whacker. And he starts it up, and I'm like, oh boy, here it comes. And my god, the sound this thing fucking made when it hit Cologne's arm was disgusting. But I'm I love sh- it. I, I'm, I'm shuddering even thinking about it. God, it oh must have fucking god. hurt to take that spot. Oh my god. Dear god. And then Cologne, or Koger goes for the win with his finisher, but Cologne is able to get around, grab him from behind, suplexes him onto, like, he gets to, like, a, I want to um, see the aftermath of that weed whacker spot. 
he hits him with a um he su he like kind of grabs him. i forgot the name of the suplex because it's like kind of like a variation of a of a dragon suplex but it's like a half nelson it's like a a, a snap suplex like a dragon yeah, he suplex yeah he snaps suplexes koger head first onto the fucking thumbtack hits a choke slam backbreaker onto his knee and then drops koger into the thumbtacks and locks in a camel clutch and koger is forced no he doesn't even tap out koger fucking passes out yeah, Koger. Yeah, he he gets he gets Koger in his uh uh like the camel clutch, like you said. Yeah, and the re and Koger doesn't tap out. The ref like goes over. He does like the thing with Koger's hand where he like picks it up and drops it. And Koger is just yeah, Koger's out like a light. He's gone. The ref, ref has to call it. Uh, and, and this one ends with Cologne getting the three peat, which I was disappointed about because I did want to see Koger take this one. We were oh I I was in both. I was uh I was in a, a situation of uh, on one hand I would have loved to see Koger win because like you said the heat would have been nuclear if he won, but on the other hand it was nice to see uh Cologne win. He uh, shouted out Danny Havoc after this match, mm -hmm. and it was a very nice feel good note, which he then followed it up by calling out Nick Motherfucking Gage in a title versus title match whenever he wants to. Cologne oh, yeah. is willing to put the belt on the line. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. This whole pay per view is absolutely bonkers. Um, man, what a match this was! I think I tweet I tweeted on the the countout Twitter after this one. I literally just said like, Alice Cologne versus Atticus Coker. I'm speechless, and that's it because this match was absolutely fucking insane. This match is um, a mark out. Yeah, it's it's a mark out, and it's like not even close. It's like. like this is this is the remember you know how we talk about the easy markouts? This one's like the easy markout, right? Mm -hmm. Like oh, there's the no way there's not a singular shot in hell this, this one was getting anything but. This match is the reason why I gave the uh the Nolan Edward and Alex Cologne match the high match because I had to compare it to this fucking match. Yeah, comparatively to the rest of the like we the way I was rating it was like oh yeah, this in in like a bubble these matches all probably would have been very good, but, like, compared to the rest of the matches we saw that night... Like, <sighs> like I soured midway through this match, and then by the end of this match, I was marking out and screaming at Koger, tap, you fucker, tap, and when he finally gave up, I was so happy. I went from yeah, soured and, to elated. Me and Zach were on uh, opposite ends of the chanting spectrum uh, yes. that night, because yes, we there was... The, since the crowd was so hot, we were they were coming up with a lot of, of awesome chants. And every time Cologne took control of the crowd, which had three Pete, and then there was another section of the crowd that that was going for Koger, and they'd be like, "Fuck that!" Awesome. And I was I was on the fuck that side, uh, and Zach, Zach was on the three Pete side. So, listen, one of us was disappointed, the other one was not. But like at the end of the day, it was still really cool to see Alex Cologne get the three Pete. It was nice. I love it. And like you said, the shout out to Danny Havoc really made it just like okay, like I can't be mad, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. So great. What would you give I, this pay-per-view on a whole, Mikey? This pay-per-view as a whole, again, as a fan, being there, being in that environment with all the fans, now that we're kind of coming back to normalcy out of this bonkers time we were in, mm -hmm. um, being able to be around people again and talk to, like, the guy the guy who was next to us, he was super nice and we were talking the whole show. Uh, some of the people we met in the, in the Cursed Elevator were really nice. Mm -hmm. Just just being able to interact with those people at that show and just, like, be a fan again, it's a mark out. Yeah. Um, 
And I think just as a whole, too, just in terms of quality of matches, this show is also a marked out. I thought this, just just like Take Care, it absolutely blew me away. Uh, what what some of these pe- what these people are willing to put their, do to their bodies just for our entertainment, you yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. And, and just for entertainment, love of the game, and a payday. Like there are plenty of moments where, like, when I rewatched it, I remember thinking to myself, "Jesus Christ, that must have hurt so bad." And he kept going. This match. Yeah. In case you get to, I think this match is a mark out. It was oh, and, a and, uh, match, uh, pay per view. Give it to it. Easy mark out, yeah. Easy. Really, really great. I um, clap, but I... it would make the mic sound. <laughs> clap over here. Just like clap away from the mic. There. Um, I, I did want to say uh, the trophy presentation for Alice Cologne was done by Sick Dick Mondo, who was getting inducted into the uh, Deathmatch Hall of Fame in the same night. I need to watch him. I might have to watch him matches. I liked his. Uh, I liked the, his. Uh, what's yeah. the word? Spunk when he got into the ring. So, me, I, I me and Zach are kind of new to the deathmatch scene. Mm-hmm. So I know we've probably said a lot of wrong things uh, about deathmatches and stuff. And probably we, we, we didn't know who we. We'll, we'll be real. We didn't know who Sick Nick Mondo was. I've never seen a Sick Nick Mondo match. I don't think you've ever seen a Sick nope. Nick Mondo match. Um. But like we're we're kind of new to this, so I guess take our review that way. Uh, we're we're kind of get just just crawling into the deathmatch scene. We know a lot of people who have been in the deathmatch scene for a long fucking time, who have mm-hmm. been loving the shit and watching the shit. Uh, just like uh, Lauren on your dose of death, who we did meet at the show, which was very cool. Uh, shout out shout out to Lauren Rosenberg, host of Your Dose of Death, uh, mm-hmm. every Tuesday here in the Countdown Network. Yes, sir. Uh. He he has been a wonderful uh, human helping us through this uh, this new this new era this new type of wrestling we've been exploring. You know, for us, obviously, it's not new. It's not new to anybody else because it's been around for God knows how long. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of newish for me and Zach. So uh, I the fact the fact that we got to see this show and like I said in the beginning, the fact that we were there. It kind of everyone always said death matches were art, and I was just like, yeah, totally. Like, hey, I get that, you know. But this, but being at this show, watching these people kill each other in real time, uh, definitely solidified the fact that wow, this really is like a special kind of art form, and it's mm-hmm. really an awesome thing that uh, deathmatch wrestling is. And I, I think I think I love deathmatch wrestling now. Um. <laughs> Like I used to be like so squeamish about it, but I think as I'm watching more and getting more used to it, uh, if if you could make me be like, oh, then you've got a good spot on your hands, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think that weed whacker spot was like the pinnacle of like, no, 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 you know, yes. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like out of everything that happened that night, I think that weed whacker spot is what got me the hardest, and being like, ah, why. Why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> Why? Why is a good that's a that's a very accurate description of how I felt about that too. Yeah. Um and this was I think I don't think a sing and it was one of those pay-per-views where I don't think a singular person came out looking bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Like every right. everyone everyone put on a fucking awesome show. Everyone put on a solid match and it was just a really enjoyable pay-per-view. GCW just stays out here absolutely fucking killing it. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I loved it. Easy mark out. Easy mark out. Pay-per-view and match. No All question. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for our review of Tournament of Survival 666. Next week, we have another special episode, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it's uh, very cool, very interesting. Uh, you'll get to see why next week, so stick around. We're not going to spoil it. We won't. We're going we're gonna to tease you with it, tease you with the information, and make you come back next week to see, out what, uh, see what it is. So we got a very special episode. We got another special episode next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it should be awesome. Uh, and then after that, we have, we're we're back to normalcy for a week. And then we have another special episode coming out after that. So so fun times here at Independent Waters. Stick around. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Uh, give us that five stars on iTunes and whatnot, so on and so forth. The plugs. Uh, go check out the the the, ca- the rest of the Countout Network as well. Uh, we got awesome shows such as this one. We got Hit the Books every Friday where me and Ryan Knightsey uh, book SmackDown and Raw every single week. I believe we are still booking, as, as of release of this episode, uh, we are still booking towards Hell in a Cell. Uh, so stay tuned for that coming up as well. That is coming up very, very soon. We are going to book our Hell in a Cell special. Uh, so subscribe over there if you want to check that out. And every and like I said before, every Tuesday we got your dose of death. If if you like this deathmatch talk and would prefer to hear deathmatch talk every week, go check out Lauren Rosenberg show your dose of death here on the Canon Network, where he goes into in in depth. He goes in depth into the death. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think if you like this episode of Indie Waters, I think you'll love uh, YDOD your dose of death uh, because that is definitely the show for you. But if you like independent wrestling talk, that's what we are here for. And uh, go check out How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling every Thursday here on the Countout Network as well. And G1 and only if you like New Japan every other Monday. Uh, and and anything else you want to find out about the Countout Network, go to countoutpod.com or follow us on Twitter, Twitter at countoutpod, where we share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general and give you updates on the network as a whole. So go follow us over there at Count Up Pod, and you can follow me personally at Mikey M one three three if you are into that. Uh, my 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 Twitter is a little more weird, but I think I think if you want to follow me over there, go do that because I do indeed uh, share my thoughts on the wrestling world as well over there. Uh, Zach, anything to plug? No. As per usual, Zach has nothing to plug, so that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast.